Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. The fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. Hello, facilitators, and happy Halloween! I'm recording this live at the beginning of the month, but this video is all about the Halloween holiday. So tune in if you're interested to learn my amazing Halloween activities. So yeah, I've got a whole slide presentation prepared for you. And I picked Halloween because I personally love Halloween. I dug in my little Halloween box to pull out my costume for you today because if I have an opportunity to dress up, I like it. And if you are interested to dig into the Halloween season, since I got my fortune teller outfit on, I did pull out my language facilitation inspiration cards. And if you don't know what these are, it's a little deck that I made with messages from late talkers to help you use your intuition. So if you stick around till the end of the video, and I get through all these Halloween things, I'm going to pull some cards for you. So if you're interested, first of all, let me introduce myself. My name's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. And today we're doing a super fun activity-filled video to teach you, help you become your child's facilitator so you can facilitate the speech they need through fun everyday and maybe not so everyday activities like when we talk about these um, events that we have coming up in our life. Now, this is live. So like I said, if you're interested to have me pull a card for you at the end from my little inspiration card deck, go ahead and make a comment on the video now while you're watching and um, we'll get back to it. So. You can post your thing. I'll remind you in a little bit in case more people join live. So I want to get into this because I want to have some time to play around at the end. So let's get into it. This is five fun Halloween speech activities that I have put together for you. And like I said, Halloween is one of my favorites and always the way we go about things. So the what I'm going to be covering in this special Halloween video is five Halloween concept focused topics because we talk about on this channel how to use these fun activities, not just to engage with your child, but actually facilitate spoken language. So you're going to have concept focused topics that are Halloween related. I'm going to show you how to do that. And then for each one of those focus topics, I'm going to share five related for each one. I'm going to share a related Halloween speech activity, how, and I'm going to explain how to use your mindset for the topic focus to get on to the topic that you need to make sure and maintain that topic focus from your child and then also use fun for maintaining that attention and learning which is what Halloween offers us and then I've also got more videos I'm sprinkling in this presentation that about Halloween to help you get ready for this holiday because I love this holiday. So I always said to say thank you. And it's amazing to me how well the new platform is being received. So I just have to do a little shout out. People are using 
First of all, all of you YouTube subscribers and especially you members, thank you, thank you to you. Thank you for you fun and workbook purchasers. Um, I know there's more books being sold every month. Thank you so much for all of you. And the national, the natural facilitation support community members, all my new members that are coming. Thank you so much to you. Workshop registrations are coming in nearly every day. And I also have consulting clients. So thank you, thank you to all of you. Now, if you want to be like one of those and you aren't one of those people, the best place to get started is with my free get started guide in my weekly newsletter. And you head over to wavesofcommunication.com where there is a link in the description for you to head over there. Now, let's get into Halloween. Halloween time is full of natural opportunities to facilitate speech development. You call them activities, I call them opportunities. And what you're gonna be doing here is motivating new learning. That's what new experiences like holidays and this year's, even though they're familiar, even better, right? If you did have last year and you're gonna evolve nonverbal communication because remember these people are using lots of nonverbal communication pretend and so here are the focus topics that we're going to be targeting so that you can use these activities to actually get into language development so the first one is halloween tricks and or treats that's the focus topic is it a trick or a treat that's a really big thing about halloween and it's an amazing thing that you can use the second one is responsibility for safe fun because halloween there's lots of potential for issues and we want to make sure that you are facilitating responsibility and you're facilitating management of the spooky environment you know how your child responds to spooky things whether they like them or dig in or avoid them and run away fight or flight right so that's what the spooky environment we're going to talk about that and an activity to go with each one by the way also number four we're going to be talking about Halloween social interaction because it's a very social holiday. And of course, Halloween specific.
and then the other one is the knight, right? And the knight is killing the dragon, and the dragon has to die, and there's a whole big scenario that you play out with that pretend play, with your costume play, right? Then the next time, you get to be the dragon, or maybe you got to be the dragon, and they got to be the knight, and then you switch those roles, and you get to use the knife. See, what's really good about this role switching is what will happen is you won't take it over forever. You just want to try their role. You don't want to take it away from them. But what you are doing is you're showing that it's all temporary. You don't get to be the Incredible Hulk forever. You only get to be it on this one time. And I want to try to be the Incredible Hulk. Or I want to try to be the knight. Or I want to try to be the dragon because I can fake a really good death. You know, be dramatic about it and that kind of stuff. These are the things that bring out the language, you see. Once you put on the costume, the play begins. Now, it actually, the facilitation begins before because you, as you look at things that are costumes, it's not going to be the typical things that you wear. Different kinds of headdresses, different kinds of clothes. It might feel baggy, it might feel tight, it might feel hot. If there's a mask on, all of those things. See, while you play with costumes now, you're doing, you're using your intuition and your facilitation relationship with this child, that your knowledge of them, right, to introduce things that are going to both fit in their comfort zone like they love you know video games so you're gonna let them be super mario or the ninja turtles or you know whoever their favorite character from their videos because you're accommodating that but again then you want to be the villain or you're going to be the other ninja turtle so you can make a team because you want to create an interactive experience about this costume play it's not just which costume are you wearing and take a picture it's about the role that you're playing when you dress up in the costume. And that's what makes Halloween so fun. We get to be someone else for a day. And I want you to really help your child embrace the idea that, yes, they can be whoever they want, and it's just for today or just while they're wearing the costume. And now you'll see them carry their princess talk or their Incredible Hulk talk to other areas, and you'll say, ah, there's your princess coming out. Because remember... They're learning these roles, and we all have a little princess in us, and we all have a little Incredible Hulk in us, right? So these opportunities to put on those roles, whether you're the teacher or the, you know, whatever your child wants to play, you know because you're connected with them. And that's how this strategy works, okay? Start costume play today. And then you can keep it way after Halloween, too. It, it's not just a one-day thing. We'll get into more Halloween-related things. Now, you can learn from last year's Halloween experience with this video. You can look in the, in the description to see the link. And this video right here I talked about. So last year... Um, it, it, it always at Halloween time, I do a video. So for the past four years, I've been doing videos and you're going to see what kind of focus I had for those videos. So if you want to watch those topics, you can also to expand your knowledge. It's sort of like a mini Halloween workshop. If you watch all of these videos together to get all of the tips to help you make this season remarkable because it doesn't take very long to facilitate massive change and something like a Halloween holiday or a vacation holiday or a new people coming to visit or an event you go to or plan for ahead. These are triggers that are like gasoline on the fire for your natural language facilitation, okay? So you can check out this video to learn from last year's experience, okay? Now, 
Number two, this is the number two focus topic that we're going to be talking about today. And this is how to facilitate responsibility for safe fun at Halloween. And you're going to use this strategy to work with your child starting today to prepare for the unusual situations that are Halloween. It's all one big surprise and unusual situation. So your mindset is that everybody can feel safe wherever they are, but also considerate of other people because tricks or treats don't feel so nice when you're on the other end of those things. So you've got to set the rules and boundaries ahead from the beginning. And you're going to talk about trick or treating and how much candy you're going to get, but how much can we indulge in these treats? How much time can we spend at the party? How many can we get? Like the limits, amounts, and boundaries that are within safe and considerate mindset, right? You can't eat all the candy we have to share with other people. We can't stay out all night. Other kids have to, you know, you can't take your right, all that stuff. You, if you, if that lady gave you all the candy in her bucket, she wouldn't have any candy to give to other people. So this is the kinds of lessons that will come up through the activity that I'm going to give you. And then also, you want to plan on fun. So you're going to plan to facilitate a good time, not a scared time where kids are going to fly into fight or flight or run away. How can everyone have fun at the party, including the child? And so you're going to consider their potential feelings and temptations from the party. So I have an activity for you here, and you're going to start this in your house, okay? So you're going to create your controlled Halloween environment in your home to set the mood and environment and all those limits and boundaries, set it in place so that you can practice it through the whole season. So this is how ideas for you to do this. You're going to explore the Halloween store and section, but before you go, you're going to make a list of the kinds of things you're looking for. Maybe you don't even know what kind of a theme you're looking for, but you're going there to get inspired for ideas. Okay, so do we want a scary one or a happy one? These are things you have discussion before you go. And then after you're inspired by the Halloween store or your Halloween box like I was, I've got a whole box of them. You might have one in your house. Start digging through that stuff the section of your house or the store, and then decide on a theme. Do we go with scary? Do we go with funny? Do we go with cute? Do we go with gory? Whatever. And then you also want to get materials, new materials from outdoors, fall leaves and twigs and hay and things like that, and create decorations on your own from YouTube videos and feed animals for winter by making feeders. So these Home decoration ideas are amazing ways for you to start the mood of the season, okay? So that's the idea with that second strategy is once you're in the mood, the Halloween mood, the Halloween spirit, right? It's like we do, we'll do it again for the next holiday and the next holiday and the next holiday and the next holiday. You've got this period of time to dig in and take advantage of all the cool things to explore around the environment that other people are are going to offer you. You're going to see Halloween things everywhere this time of year. So it's time for you to jump in on the bandwagon. All right, here's number three, where you're going to manage the spooky part of the environment, where you're going to prepare 
for the scare because you can't avoid it. You're going to see because a lot of people really love the gory, scary, surprise, shocking part of Halloween. And they're, you know, they make whole entire spook houses and change the whole environment of, of theme parks and stuff for it. So it's time for you today to prepare for scary things to pop up and surprise and all of that and so you want to research this situation and choose to try it or not take look at videos look at books look at situations that cause frights and then if they had a fright if they got spooked or scared or somebody jumped out what exactly happened to cause that fright right what is it that about that is because when you talk about where these scary things come from then it demystifies it and you can react a little bit better but also demonstrate how do you react when you get spooked so when somebody jumps out do you scream and then laugh do you you know are you afraid you're gonna potty your pants i mean who knows how you react when spooked because you also know how your child reacts when they're spooked surprised shocked same kind of thing what's so interesting with this scare fight or flight right this experience of feeling uncomfortable and pressure and afraid and anticipating and not really safe, right? is not a feeling especially that a lot of late talkers seek they want to avoid that business they don't want to surprises from for a late talker usually result in a triggered nonverbal communication that gets them in trouble okay so scary things are anything outside of a child's norm. So you might think Halloween, you know, I'm talking about gore and blood and guts and all of that business, but literally just surprise and inconsistency and newness can be shocking and scary to a child. So the way to avoid that, if you know that your child is prone to being scared or shocked, and then because they don't have language to react to that stuff, they usually show some kind of behavior, a scream, a hit. It, these scare behaviors are big. They run, fight or flight, hit, grab, bite, throw things right. And we don't want to trigger these behaviors and we don't want to see them come out. That's why a lot of parents don't participate in Halloween with late talkers. They don't want them. They don't want to deal with the fallout when their child is triggered by scary things because your child knows what an unsafe environment is. If they've been put in therapies that they didn't want, people tried to control them. You were this or that trying to take away tablets or control other things in their life. Children understand control very, very easily. And they will, if they have experiences that have been controlled, they'll turn the tables on you and that's what happens with fight or flight they'll leave or they'll fight back if they're not enjoyable and, and interested in it so when we talk about researching these things it's all about what is scary and what do you do when you see scary things what do you do when you see scary things do you scream do you run do you go find mommy do you hug your teddy bear because tools are necessary for a child during the season who is shocking things stuff pops out everywhere it's scary halloween can be for kids and you don't want your child to stay inside you want them to understand and i want to say desensitize without it being a therapy kind of thing 
the way you desensitize a child is you let them understand the idea and experience the idea on their terms so that they can see it for themselves, that it's not scary, that it's not a real trick, that it's all fake, that it's all smoke and mirrors, that they are safe. And a child will not believe they are safe until the environment feels safe. And if it feels spooky and scary because you're triggering that feeling, because that's what Halloween does, that's what people pay money to go to a spook house for, okay? Your child didn't pay money for that. They might not want it. That's why you need to research what is the difference between scary and this. These are where the scary things are. We can see them from a distance. We don't have to engage. We don't have to go, but we know they're there. It's just like why we follow the rules to lock our doors at night. Boogeyman is out there. People are, there's unkind and bad people around in the world all the time. So we protect ourselves with the knowledge and things that, tools to protect. And so that's what this is all about, is teaching your child the tools they need for protection. I know that was quite a big rant, but this spooky Halloween environment can make or break your child's progress, okay? So the the fun it, the mindset is what exactly happened? Did, oh, somebody jumped out or they tried to grab me, but they didn't really, but it still scared me and I screamed and I ran and I whacked him or whatever I did. And then the fun is you process the excitement and react. And how do you feel knowing it was just a trick? When you see the guy behind the mask that is just, you know, your uncle or, you know, some nice guy because he smiles at you and the face paint might be scary, but he is a really nice guy. And so what you're going to do is you're going to tell stories about these situations and how they're not really monsters and they it's not really their blood it's all just makeup smoke and mirrors and it is just a trick okay so now the activity that you're going to use is you're going to visit you're going to go out and engage with these things so visit the pumpkin farm and fall events don't pick the spooky one if your child doesn't love spooky but pick spooky if they love it right whichever one they want so yeah, so that's what you're going to do is really focus on these things. So you're going to plan the trip together so that you look at photos. This is a place we want to go. You've done your research. Do I want the scary thing or do I want the fun thing where I can pet cows and feed horses, you know, apples and pick my own apples and eat fall food and ride the rides and smell the smells and all of that stuff? Because that's what you're going to do. You're planning it and then you're going to experience it together using all of your senses. You're going to talk about, anticipate what you're going to see, and then you're going to do it when you get there. And then the training and practice for trick-or-treating. And I've got a whole video I'm going to show you next about that. You can track, practice trick-or-treating starting today. And just like we practice Easter egg hunting and all of those other things, I've got a whole video about it. And you can take lots of pictures now of decorating for Halloween, carving your pumpkin, picking out costumes. Take pictures of all of those things because this will be your Halloween storybook that you can talk about when it's not Halloween. And then, again, wear your costume. Put that thing on. Wear it around. Wear it to wherever you can. Wear it to the grocery store wear it out and about but definitely wear it when you go to the fall festival and here's me back when I was blonde a few years ago before the pandemic 
one of my favorite pumpkin farms in Illinois when I went up there to visit. We don't have much fall in Florida, but they do up in Illinois and Chicago area. And that's where this is. So you can go and watch this video. The link is in the description, how I interact with the events and the sights and the sounds. Okay, so let's move on to number four here. We've got Halloween social interaction. You are going to prepare for the party because Halloween is a social situation and there are parties because people want to show off their costumes and eat the food and we don't have much time so we celebrate now now the mindset for the social interaction is to pretend and explore the fantasy so now we know what your character is you know but how will you present it you've got to practice being the princess or the hulk or the dragon or the you know cookie monster or whatever you're going to be superhero how are you going to do it you got to play you got to play so you got to demo the character's behavior and speech and that's like i said you can switch them and demonstrate them out for yourself but evolve it it's not just tell stories with these characters because that's what the kids like right it's not just he goes and kills the dragon and it's over in five seconds make the story bigger now that you've got this opportunity to pretend play with these things you're gonna make the stories deeper why is there a dragon why is the dragon bad maybe it's not a bad dragon maybe he just got hurt you know like the daniel the the lion and the tiger and the tiger and the mouse or the lion and the mouse story you know all of these parables and all of those kinds of things that we end up finding characters from these are archetypes of personalities because the kind benevolent lion who didn't eat the mouse actually helped the mouse and now they're friends right the fox and the hound all of that kind Kind of stuff this is how your kids learn these lessons they learn how characters interact with each other it's not just one way because these are human beings and they can make choices you can change right you used to be mean and now you're nice you used to be nice and now you're mean you know whatever happened because it's all temporary you can play with it and once again it gives you the opportunity to dig into the character behavior and speech that you can model over and over and over again in super fun ways and then you want to process the feelings of the scene. So not just what the character does, but how the other characters react. So the scary dragon, everybody wants to kill, but the nice dragon, everybody wants to feed and have a party for because he flies them around and takes them places like the new airplane service or something. You know what I mean? This is how fantasy turns into lessons learned and how are people going to respond to the character are they going to like it are they going to be scared of you are you trying to scare people because it's halloween because people do that or are you trying to be the hero you know which one do you want to be because all of those characters are available and you're going to act out the whole scene and get very dramatic right and so the way you can do this is you plan and attend a pre-Halloween event. So you can practice your Halloween character role. If you don't have one, just set up a play date with your friends so that they can join you and practice your character role. So you can practice it by having a scavenger hunt while you're wearing your costumes and in character, you're gonna find the clues or treats. In-home practice trick or treat, like I said, that's a highly recommended activity to get ready to go out there. And I've got the, the video show you, I promise. And then there's a costume photo shoot and dance party you can do. You can visit nursing homes. I used to do this with my kids all the time. Every year, we would go visit nursing homes or senior communities. Those people love 
looking at the kids and the kids love having all the old people talk, you know, not oh, to tell them how great they look and all of that stuff. Plus, it's really good way to practice and then go to a restaurant or shopping and wear your costume. Like I said, wear it wherever you go so that you are preparing. OK, now this is it. The strategies for trick or treat prep with late talking kids. That video is in the description so that you can check it out and get ready for the big day. I've got step by steps to practice your trick or treating. All right. The number five activity and focus topic is this Halloween language development, because remember, we're trying to shift behavior into speech and your child is going to use mostly nonverbal communication behavior to project the character that they're playing. But listen, you know a lot of things about Halloween and the character and the places you're going that your child does not know yet. And so you have the opportunity to expand this year. You're going to teach them more about Halloween, the new concepts. Maybe they didn't go trick or treating before. Maybe they didn't try other things, but you can find these fun way to introduce new concepts through the things that you love. So the seasonal materials, the pumpkin spice everything, the carving pumpkins, the decorating in the yard, the, you know, all the stuff. What do you know and what can you teach? Because when you teach the things you love about your co about your costumes and decorations and flavors and all of that stuff, your child will learn, not only learn what your favorites are, but they'll learn about those things because we don't get those things all the time. And that's this is my recommendation is that you prepare and eat seasonal foods because we live through food, especially this time of year. So taste test seasonal flavors in your food. So that's literally what the world is doing with pumpkin spice everything. Pumpkin spice cereal, pumpkin spice drinks, pumpkin spice blah, 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 or sour apple or whatever flavor that's new and coming out this time. Give it a try. Try campfire cooking outdoors. That's super fun. It's cooling. It's cooling temperatures now here anyway in this part of the world. And, um, yeah, this is a great time to get out and enjoy that outdoor cooking weenies or or hot or um, hot dogs, we call them or uh, sausages or marshmallows, whatever you're going to cook out there. Just make it simple. So the idea of making the fire and cooking is a lot to talk about. Textures. Oh, Halloween food textures. That's a classic for Halloween metaphors. You have noodle worms, jelly slime and bloody sauce and grape eyeballs and you know all that stuff those textures that's how you play with the food and then your candy because if you're trick-or-treating and you're participating you're giving out candy or you're getting why did you choose this candy did you choose it because you need a lot of pieces and you had to get a cheap one or did you pick your favorites or do you give the giant bars or chocolate or what's your favorite why do you like it why did you choose this one um and then you make party foods because, you know, we've got YouTube videos and all those kinds of things where people can learn about, yeah, how to play with food and make it characters. And it's just turn it into a party. Right. OK, so here's this video that I actually made during the pandemic for people to enjoy Halloween without even going trick or treating because we couldn't. It was all shut down. <laughs> so. This was a video that helps you again with focus topics and strategies and recommendations. All right. So just as a quick review, 
I started this video with focus topics, let you know these five focus topics and each focus topic has an activity to go with it. So it gives you an idea as you're using your workbook to put in your itinerary, these activities. And then when you write your activity in your workbook, it's a really good idea to write the focus topic. So if you're like, you know, go to the pumpkin farm and you're going to focus on, you know, maybe your child is at the level where they're just labeling things and you want them to start using longer phrases. So they'll run around and touch things and go pumpkin, grass, horse, this, like because they see things and that's their way to communicate. Now remember, when a late talker gives you a one word thing or even a not a word, a gesture, a gestalt phrase or something that doesn't mean anything, the strategy that you're gonna use in this, all of these strategies is to give them back three full sentences full of information about the topic that they suggested. So you're going to go there with the idea that you're going to work cooperatively about talking about everything and everything they touch, look at, drag you to, point at, whatever. You're going to dig in and teach them all about that thing. Everything you know about it. Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it something we touch? Is it not? Is it, can we interact with it or not? You know, is it allowed or not? All the boundaries, all the rules. Your child is teaching you every minute what they need you to show them. They're demonstrating. They're pointing it out. They're bringing it to you, especially this time of year. If they find something that they want to learn more about and you have established yourself as a facilitated, connected person, then your child will show up and participate with you. So here again are the focus topics. Five focus topics that you can use as a starting point that you come up with inspiration for activities surrounding. Halloween's tricks and or treats. Does your child know the difference? Responsibility for safe fun. Has your child understood all the rules and boundaries? Can you manage the spooky environment? What are you going to do when surprises and scary things and ugly, gory stuff that you don't want to see come into the environment? What are you going to do? And then Halloween social interaction. How are you going to use your character? Because we've got this beautiful mask time that we can use as a practice to get out of our comfort zones and practice something new that we aren't used to doing or saying every day. And then... How, what do you know and teach about your child with language concepts? Okay, so these are the five Halloween focus topics. And in the next slide, I've got those five activities for you right here. Five Halloween speech activities. So remember, you can start playing with costumes right now. Decorate your home and yard. It's tis the season. People are doing it in my neighborhood. I'm sure you're starting to see pumpkins and yard signs and spider webs pop up all over. Go ahead and have a visit to the pumpkin farm to get your pumpkin and explore what they have to offer or other fall events. Plan your own Halloween event, practice trick or treat or whatever with other play friends in the neighborhood, okay? And have a happy and language-filled Halloween season from me because I love Halloween and I know that you can do this. You can definitely have an amazing happy and language facility. And you can get started with my newsletter. So that's what I wanted to share. All you have to do is learn how 
to use whatever is going on in your life. That's why these are evergreen programs. They can work at Halloween time. They can work at Christmas time. They can work when you're traveling. They can work when you're um, planning visitors to come, holidays coming up, all of those things. It's something new that has specific activities, foods, roles, all those things around it. That's what's going to help you. So remember, you can visit my website, wavesofcommunication.com, and just click on this green button right here to get a newsletter every single week. And if you scroll down, you can explore my virtual autism resources. I just got a response to a grandma who was looking at my video on Einstein syndrome, and she um, says that, you know, a lot of people say this. It sounds like you're talking about my child in those ear infection and those symptoms videos where, you know, the reality is if you think that I'm talking about your child, I am. And I'm also talking about you when I'm talking about these facilitating things. You don't have to give these jobs to anybody else. You can do it yourself. So it's important that you understand that you are the best facilitator for your late talker. And that's wavesofcommunication.com is the place that you can visit to learn everything you need to help this child shift from nonverbal communication into spoken language that they can use every day. All right, so I got through that Halloween thing pretty quick, so I guess that means that I can get my inspiration cards out. So um, for those of you who are you know, fairly new to the channel, I came up with these a couple years ago. So the, it's a stack of cards that has on the front their messages from late talkers. So remember, I worked with thousands and thousands of late talking kids. And so I am really in the habit of looking at every behavior I see. And I, you know, I can't help myself from doing it when I'm out and about at the grocery store or in my volunteer gig or whatever I do. Whenever I see a child showing an intentional communication behavior with an adult, I get a message. There's like a, a sentence that pops up in my head that is sort of the gestalt that that child is thinking. And that's why I say these things when I see those behaviors. So one of my strategies, if you see a behavior, say the message behind it, and that will inspire the child. So what I did with these cards is the front has messages and the back has strategies. So what I'm going to do is I don't see any comments, except I, I did see, wait a minute, I did get a little comment from Antonius. So Antonius, I don't know if you're still watching, but Antonius has been following the platform for a while. So he's watching now. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull out a little card for him. And then I'll pull a general one for everybody because Antonius was nice enough to make a, a comment. If you comment on this sentence, on this thing, you'll get the message too. So the one that I pulled out was, ah, this is an interesting one. It says, I'm manipulating you. So this is a little guy. It's going to be a little hard to see with my lighting. So this is a little guy who is just literally laying on the floor, not crying or whining or anything, but um, is 
sort of sucking the power, the power control into manipulation. This is somebody who understands the rules, but doesn't agree. So that you know, somebody else made those rules. You can only limits like you can only we can only be at the park five minutes or we can only be there 20 minutes and the child wants to stay longer. So he's going to show some behavior to manipulate. And I know Antonius has a boy who is not real young. I know he's, you know, older than five or six, at least I'm older than that, even maybe seven or eight. And this, these smart lay talkers can really use their behavior to manipulate you. So it says here, feeling loss of freedom can cause late talkers to rebel. They will find their captors, whoever is trying to keep them and control them, most troubling issue. They'll figure out what is your button, right? And they will create behaviors around that button to fight back for control. So if you... um already are anticipating a fight to leave the park, your child knows it. If you're already anticipating your child to not want to have a tantrum when you take away the tablet, your child knows it. They're ready for the fight before the trigger happens because it's not the first time, right? They've learned from your pattern of behavior. So here's how to overcome this. You want to share how you want to work together. I want to work with you for win-win. Let's make a new contract. Maybe we need to reestablish the limits and the boundaries, right? For a win-win outcome. You want to replace boring structured tasks with, um, easy hands-on ways to integrate the same concept into your everyday life. So instead of drill work and things like that, then that's what you're going to happen. So that's a little message for Antonius who made a comment. If you are watching right now, this is your last chance. You can get a card pulled for you. I'm going to go ahead and pull one for the collective while I'm waiting for some people. I know not everybody's watching, but if you want me to pull a card with a message for you, um, like I said, these are messages that I you see randomly and that happen at different times. So it might not be a constant thing, but it's situational, right? That's why these are situational kinds of pictures. All right, next picture I pull out is this one. And it says, how does this work help me? And so here's a little guy with a construction hat and you can see his work as he's just lining these things up or making a pattern or whatever, okay? And he doesn't really understand why. Someone told him to match this or do this or say this or whatever, put it here, that kind of stuff. And he doesn't understand why. Well, how is that going to help me in the future? I've done this job, especially if the child has done the job a bunch, a bunch of times. That's going to happen. So the strategy on the back says explain the why. Motivation to work through challenges comes naturally when the lay talker understands how the expected effort, whatever you want them to do, will make their life better. And they will do it as long as they know that it'll make their life better, they'll do it, okay? So instead of bribes or if you do this, you get this, that if then kind of business, instead of if then and bribes for completing tasks, offer details about how this specific job is enhancing the experience, how it makes their life better. They already enjoy, oh, if you do it this way, you'll get more. If you do it this way, you can do it longer. If you do it this way, it'll be faster, easier, whatever. That's what your tips and tricks are doing. And you want your child to see you as someone that they trust. 
that they can learn from, valuable things that they can use in their future. And when you explain how does this work, whatever work you're having them do, how does this carving the pumpkin, how does this trip to the pumpkin farm even help me? Well, you have the opportunity before you go to explain all of that. We're going to explore. We're going to see. We're going to try. We're going to taste. We're going to notice. We're going to go and explore and, and, and learn from this experience. And it's going to be a great time. We're going to be so exhausted from all of the fun that we're going to come home and want to crash in our beds and be so exhausted and have a good time, right? That's how Halloween will help your child because that's what they want. Child... They want fun. And if it isn't fun, it isn't fun. And that's what this means. How does this work even help me? I don't even understand. Okay. All right. I'm not seeing any more comments coming in. So I'm going to go ahead and close out this video for today. Happy Halloween season, everybody. This is the season where you can learn how to get connected and literally find new stuff pouring out of your child, popping out, these pop out words, because new experiences is what triggers that. Same old, same old stuff is comfort zone, same responses, intuitive guessing, old habits. New experiences offer you the opportunity to develop new habits. And that's what I want you to do this Halloween. Thank you so much for joining me again. I'll be back next week with another video. Don't forget to check out my website, wavesofcommunication.com. Sign up for my newsletter. That's how you find out about everything. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. With a whole range of Waves of Communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. You are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.